0: As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. Welcome back, respected listeners, the soothing voice of Mashari Rashid al-Afasi in the background. A beautiful, beautiful personality globally who has been inspiring the show, the entrance to the show, Qura'ul Quran. And my name is Muhammad Sheikh, bringing to you this program on Saturday evening, the 21st of the Qaeda, 1439. Corresponding to Saturday the 4th of August 2018 Wherever you are, I hope you're inspired I hope you're well inshallah Following in, following in on Born to Serve With uh, a tribute to the late Buta Hamid Peterson And uh, this evening inshallah uh, On ul Qur'an Yes, we are youth focused, youth dedicated And uh, we are featuring hafiz Yusuf Khan, uh, originally from Johannesburg, but uh, having studied in Cape Town and moved to Cape Town thereafter, uh, someone who leads... uh, uh, you know, Salatu Taraweeh fairly regularly at Masjid Al Quds in uh, Gatesville. So, yes, we are speaking to him, inshallah. So, if you've tuned in and uh, you have just joined uh, in our conversation this evening, welcome, welcome, welcome. But Jacobs uh, at the standby. But Rashad Jacobs is very happy this evening. I'm not sure if it was the acne or what happened, Rashad, but he's extremely ecstatic and uh, may allah always keep you like that but rashad full of smiles full of barakah inshallah and with the same generous heart that you do have uh, so let's welcome our guest the yusuf khan assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wa, wa alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh how are you doing this evening habibi alhamdulillah wonderful indeed okay so 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 um, you know moving from johannesburg to cape town let's
1: let's begin uh, tell us a little bit about yourself well, uh, I moved to Cape Town at the age of 13 years old. Okay. Uh, which was quite challenging for me, seeing mm-hmm. that my family is all back down in Johannesburg. All right. Um, so that was the first challenge. And obviously being young, being on your own on the side, mm-hmm. I was lucky to have my brother with me as well. Mm-hmm. And I came down to Jamiatul Tul Okay. Which is so where I began and completed Mahiv. Mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, um, Sheikh Yusuf Bulli's institute. Sure. Uh, Allah give him a high place in jannah inshallah ameen, ameen. and alhamdulillah was privileged to have recited to him as well okay uh, at the time he was quite sickly and mm-hmm. not really taking on students but i was fortunate to go to him on weekends and sit and recite to him as well mm, so alhamdulillah inshallah. very privileged in that way so you you moved specifically to cape town to study quran Yes, of course, because uh, many people ask me why didn't I do it in Jahanir
0: Yes, that's the question that's um, also on my mind
1: But I think that the level of recitation, or the standard rather of recitation in terms of the maharij mm. pronunciation is um, most definitely of an international level mm-hmm. Because alhamdulillah I've met, uh, I've travelled quite ex- extensively and I've met many people Uh, Including many Qurra and Shuyukh and Alhamdulillah they were pleased to hear that South African reciters are on an international par as well.
0: Alhamdulillah, wonderful indeed. So Cape Town it is.
1: Was it your decision at 13? Uh, Well, look, I needed some motivation from my dad especially (laughs) Sure Um, But Alhamdulillah, I think it's the best thing that my parents have done for me
0: MashaAllah Okay, so you stayed in Cape Town whilst your parents, your family was all in But you had a brother to see to your comfort
1: Yes, he was here for about two years And then he left back Mm -hmm. for Johannesburg so from there forward, I was on my own.
0: Okay, Mashallah, Mashallah. So what was it like coming to Cape Town back then? What were your first memories? Do you do you recall any of them?
1: Well, look, um, initially when I moved here, um, we I stayed on the hostel at Jamiaul Qurra, and we only had about uh, one week in a month off, so we basically only sure. left the institute once a month, mm. which was basically from a Friday after the Juma. And we had to be back um, before Sunday Maghrib okay. to prepare for our Monday classes. So I would say during my first two, three years here, I didn't see much of Cape Town. All I saw was Jamia mm-hmm. and, you know, mm-hmm. um, now and again, we saw the Musenberg Beach. <laughs> um, right. But but that was how it went for the first few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, after I completed my Hiv in 2009, mm-hmm. I stayed at Jamia for another three to four months okay. to consolidate my Qur'an, what they call the Tamat program in Cape Town. And uh, then I officially graduated from them early 2010.
0: Early 2010, after the Lanja Tamat process. There
1: we go. Okay. And uh, so we, it was quite a strenuous process. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to read many ajuzah every day to our shuyukh. And then we were tested on a public platform by some of the leading shuyukh or qura in Cape Town.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, thereafter, officially graduated from jamia okay. And then I went to Oracle Academy. Okay, to you complete your schooling. Grade 10, that's correct. And okay. then I completed my matric there. Mm-hmm. Thereafter, I decided to study law. Mm-hmm. Which I'm still currently doing. MashaAllah. Um, I'm at U- uh, University of the Western Cape. Okay. I took a gap year from there in 2014. Mm-hmm. I went to the Medina Institute in Cape Town. Okay, wonderful. And I did the Usuluddin program, which is a one year intensive course. So, Alhamdulillah, I did that and then went back to my law, and currently I'm in my final year
0: of law at UW's. Yes. Okay, so UDub's peeps, um, whoever we'll you're listening, heads up, heads up, heads up. You have one of your accomplished Qadis here sitting with me in studio. Do send in your dedications, 47913, alternatively zero seven two two three eight zero seven one two. Yes, with you, we have a different buzz, different energy vibe altogether, And uh, we can get a bit more personal in terms of the challenges we face today as opposed to the people who faced them in yesteryear. So at 13 in Cape Town and uh, seeing Musenberg Beach once so often tell us a little bit about your actual Hifs program
1: well the Hifs program when we began um i initially came there thinking that i was competent to recite Mm -hmm. and uh, you know the more you learn the more you realize how little you know Mm -hmm. and uh, when i came there um basically they started us from alif again so basically it was doing the whole assar quran sure as, as you are learning from scratch mm. And I didn't understand the process at first Right But later when I realized that Or if I look back and how I recited And that program is approximately I would say six months At Jamia, mm-hmm. And they even teach you the teeth Mm. The names of the teeth in both English and Arabic okay. So when you're saying the different letters of the Arabic alphabet mm-hmm. You know exactly how to place your tongue right. How to pronounce a certain letter mm-hmm. So that was the depth of the the teachings there In terms of the pronunciation and makharij. Okay. So
0: this happens when you initially, before you even start reciting Quran Yes, of so. course And okay. I mean,
1: I went there Uh, Thinking I was going to start memorizing immediately Right, right Um, Because I probably knew Juz Amma already And Tabarak And a few other surahs Common surahs like Surah Yasin, etc Okay Um, So you you come there and you think You're going to start memorizing And then they're like Well, hold on You don't even know how to recite Sure So we started from Alif again And Alhamdulillah I think uh, I'm really grateful to my shuyukh for that Mm. And to Jam'iyatul Qurrah Because um, Alhamdulillah Like I said, I've recited on international platforms and nationally as well And Alhamdulillah, the Qurra that I've sat with or who have heard me recite without being boastful Mm -hmm. Have said that the recitation is correct Mm -hmm. And I'm speaking of um, Qurra from, uh, you know, maybe uh, our uh, eastern countries as well, the Middle East Mm -hmm. So Alhamdulillah, I think uh, South Africa is... uh, Uh, Looking bright in terms of recitation and the youth development in terms of Qur'an Mm -hmm. And the way that they are reciting Um, Alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah, wonderful Now what was your typical day in JEQ? So a typical day in Jamia was uh, early morning of course Mm -hmm. Before Fajr, depending on the time of Fajr, usually before Fajr Mm -hmm. um, We'd wake up and then uh, obviously pray Fajr Salah With all the hostile boys Um, And thereafter we would uh, then sit with our Qur'an Mm -hmm. Which was at least probably an hour in the morning minimum Mm -hmm. uh, Obviously preparing our sabak, our new lesson for that day Thereafter we used to basically get a short probably about half an hour Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Half an hour to an hour to go and freshen up Get ready for class, go and shower, whatever you need to do, have breakfast And then we used to have class if I'm not mistaken about half seven Mm. And uh, from there, basically, obviously, your first two to three hours in class was reciting your sabak, which was your new your new lesson, mm-hmm. and then your sabak door, which was your previous lesson in that ajaza, something which you've covered very recently. Okay. Uh, then after we had our break, our tea break was probably about half ten, mm-hmm. and then we would um, continue till duhar. Right. Uh, from there till Dhuhr, we used to read our door, okay. um, and then after Dhuhr, we used to continue a little as well with the door, mm-hmm. finish up whatever we needed to. And also we had uh, extra classes in terms of maybe fiqh or you know, ulum al-Qur'an, etc., okay. which was for half an hour at the end of each day. Mm-hmm. which was around, I think we used to finish off about 3 or half past 3. Right. And uh, after we had a break. We used to then pray asr. The boys used to play soccer. Or, to asr. You know, mm-hmm. After asr. And then we used to just chill. Um, and then, obviously, after maghrib again was uh, back to the crunch. Okay. And learning your new lessons. So it was quite strenuous. And and uh, sometimes we had late nights sitting up. Uh, of course you didn't want to upset your ustad sure. uh, Alhamdulillah um, I think I'm grateful And I can only thank Allah I can't thank him enough mm-hmm. For placing me in that position be- Because I believe that it grew me as a person Alhamdulillah Wonderful
0: the voice of Hafiz Yusuf Khan family, a LLB student at uh, University of the Western Cape, and also a Hafiz of the Qur'an reciting on various national and international platforms, a graduate of Jam'ayyatul Qurra. For now, let's head to the marketplace. We'll resume shortly thereafter. Keep it locked to 91.3 FM. <laughs> Askihayati Quran and let our lives be filled with a couplet of Quran. So soothing, so touching in the voice of Mashari Rashid Al Afasi. Bittarashad, Rashad, still smiling, still smiling i like to see you happy the Rashad, mashallah We have a wonderful synergy going on here in studio Beautiful soundtrack in the background But nonetheless, our guest with us this evening hafiz Yusuf Khan, finally a law student at University of the Western Cape um, Reciter of Quran, graduate of the Medina Institute And uh, mashallah also has led uh, Salatul Tarawih at uh, Masjid Al-Quds for the last few number of years uh, So he's joining us uh, this evening, welcome back alaikum to all our listeners. Inshallah. So yes, uh, UWC JEQ Medina Institute. We have a packed house this evening. Inshallah. I hope you're all tuned in. 0712 is our line of uh, WhatsApp messages. You can always send in through your dedications, your tributes, your comments. Uh, we we're here to embrace them. Inshallah. So once you've completed, you know, um, the age of thirteen, and then you know you completed, make doing the tamat, etc. Well, what are some of the emotions running through you at that time to have completed the Quran
1: well of course um, when you begin you don't understand Mm -hmm. um, the depth or the magnitude of Quran itself Mm -hmm. and uh, once you reach the end you know, it's really something emotional mm-hmm. Something that I think only a hafidh or a person who has done hifd Will be able to explain to you Subhanallah. Because uh, I don't believe there's any thing in the world Or any amount of money which could buy you that feeling mm-hmm. Of completing the Qur'an Especially after doing the tamad and the lanja mm-hmm. You know, um, it's really, really a, something which can only come from Allah Subhanallah. That feeling And of course it's emotional for your family as well, Mm -hmm. your parents are proud, your family is proud, your friends, uh, loved ones around you Um, It's something really, really emotional, but I think what's important is um, something that our Ustads Mm -hmm. always said to us that, you know, when you complete, don't forget to to recite your Qur'an every day Mm -hmm. And I think we are all, um, you know, in the dog box, Mm. in a sense Whereby we we find time to do many other things, but we struggle to take out our Quran every day mm-hmm. And uh, to all the listeners and to all our Hufad out there, I would, I would make this dua that Allah gives us the strength mm-hmm. and uh, the hidayah to do so I'm every sure. day Inshallah. inshallah. And um, myself firstly mm-hmm. Uh, so basically our start used to tell us every day, you know, when you go out into the world mm-hmm. remember at the time we most most uh, uh, Graduates were young mm-hmm. and uh, We haven't even completed high school. We haven't been to university. We're not working So we never understood when they said to us that when you go out there in the world your Quran is your friend mm-hmm. and you need to keep it close and um once you start going to school and you know slowly slowly you then start neglecting because Mm -hmm. you're more focused on your um, on your secular studies Mm -hmm. and likewise the same goes to varsity and when you start working as well and uh, so I think that's something challenging Mm -hmm. in terms of um, keeping your Quran up which I think is most important Mm -hmm. Uh, I think uh, I would feel better Knowing five Jews mm. or learning five Jews and knowing it well, mm-hmm. then completing your Quran and not knowing everything well. Absolutely. So, we make a dua, inshallah. And I'm sure there's uh, many Huffad mm-hmm. out there who are struggling with this. And we make the dua that Allah give us the strength Amen. and the to sit Amen. with our Quran every day, Amen. myself, firstly, and uh, so that and more so that we can also practice on it, inshallah. Inshallah. Um, tell us.
0: About some of the teachers that taught your Quran right from the very get go. Get-go.
1: Well, at uh, Jamia, basically your your teachers rotate, so okay. we never we never stood with one with one teacher from the beginning till the end. Okay. Um, because in your, like I said, our first program was learning from Alif mm. You know, we had uh, different ustads for that. For example, we had Sheikh Fakir for that. Um, he he used to do Sheikh Fakir Parker okay. He used to uh, teach us the beginning And in our first year basically doing your back five ajizah We had Sheikh Abdurrahman as well mm-hmm. uh, Many others who have also left the institute Some opened their own institutes Some are still there And then in, in your second year So basically it works in levels So I think basically once you finish your first year Your first five ajizah You then move on. I'm not sure how it is now, but that's how it was when I was
2: there.
1: Mm. Um, And then you move on to your next ustad. I had Sheikh Adnan and, and, you know, Sheikh uh, Uthman. We had Sheikh Abdul Karim, uh, David, who is our principal. I had Sheikh Sulaiman Benjamin as well. He was, at the time, uh, principal at the boys' school. He's now at the girls' school. Um, So, alhamdulillah, I was privileged to have learned under really... Uh, great Qura or Great Ustad Alhamdulillah mm-hmm. Who have always motivated us In the right direction Alhamdulillah And you know There's, there's a bond That you grow with your ustad. I mean Even after you leave your Hidd And you You go back to school Or into the secular world you know, when you see your ustad, mm. there's just this bond you have with him. Absolutely. You know, there's this love,
0: Absolutely. and you
1: can see the same love radiating from him as well. Subhanallah. Knowing that that's the person that taught you Quran, mm. I pray that Allah raise all my ustad's rank.
0: Ameen, ya Rabbi. And Ameen. grant
1: him the highest of success in both worlds. Ameen,
0: in Ameen, Ameen, ya Rabbi. Okay, so what was uh, you know some of the things that were that they were particularly it was non-negotiable when you were learning Quran.
1: Look, well, um, I can tell you one thing was, uh, firstly, was something like Salah. Okay. Um, so it wasn't only focused in terms of, uh, in terms of uh, Quran itself. Mm-hmm. It was also focused on, on your daily activities or mm-hmm. your daily lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And one of the big things uh, I can tell you was the Salah. Mm. I mean, we, we actually had a black book. So apart from our sabak sabak door and door
2: mm-hmm.
1: in our book we had we had fajr duhr asr maghrib and isha oh wow and it needed to be ticked off and signed by the housemaster who was overseeing the hostel boards. Mm-hmm. um and you know i mean when you're younger you you lazy about these things and you don't you don't take it as seriously mm-hmm. and uh I can only be grateful that they did those things, and and you might think it's kind of an army routine. Sure, you know, to mm, to be signing you. Um. Uh, but Alhamdulillah, these are things which they inculcate in you for your future, mm. and you know it really pays off once you you know once you grow up and and you're in the in the secular world, and you you actually. Think something of your salah, and and if you if you were to miss it, you would really feel bad, and you'd make sure that you would go pray it, mm. even if it be at the latest stage. So uh, I think those were uh, things were important. Uh, like I said, in terms of your everyday lifestyle, one of our ustad, uh, Sheikh Fahmi Parker, who is okay. still there at the institute, he would always tell us um, whenever. They would give nasiha. He mm-hmm. used to always tell us, Al adab al ilm. Subhanallah. You know, mm-hmm. that your 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 adab is above your knowledge, or Definitely. adab comes before your knowledge. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are things which I think are important for Hufaq, mm. or someone who's uh, in terms of Quran, you know, when you're with your friends and there's time and place for everything. Absolutely, you know? absolutely. But uh, al-adab, I think adab comes before everything.
0: Absolutely. If there's
1: no adab, then there's nothing. There's no ilm at all. I mean,
0: what you're gaining, it's not going to stay with you for any any long, without any form of adab or respect in your life, most definitely. So, you know, before jumping into law, what was your ambitions once completing the Quran? What was the path that opened in front of you next?
1: Well, look, I obviously needed to complete my schooling. Okay. So that was priority number one for Mm. me because obviously you do have, and you're sometimes older than where you're supposed to be in terms of your grade. Mm -hmm. So um, you feel a bit behind. Sure, sure. In actual fact, you are actually ahead.
0: No, 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 surely. Um, Definitely.
1: But it's nature to feel that you are behind maybe one or two years than you're supposed to do because you are out of school completely. And in. Alhamdulillah, I then uh, jumped, I, I didn't actually do grade 8 and 9 because I jumped straight to grade 10 Okay,
0: and, uh, so you didn't actually um, have any uh, problems or anything, you know, g- integrating thereafter I mean, you just went straight into grade 10
1: Yes, I and it was second term, so I actually missed out the first term sure. because Surah I was Allah. busy doing my tamad Right But um, I can tell you, and I say this to many people Many youngsters, and sometimes even parents, who come and say to me, Look, uh, Yusuf, we're thinking about sending our child for Mm Hiv. You know, is this the ideal age? You know, and it's obviously mostly young children, you know, under the age of 13. And I think that's the perfect time because you have less distractions on your mind. Right. And um, so many people come to me and ask me, should they send their children for Hiv? What do I think of it? How will their schooling life be afterwards? How are they going to sco- uh, cope with school?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I see that uh, many of the Hiv institutes now, mm-hmm. including Jamia qur'an at the time they never really had it in uh, concrete. Or it wasn't really part of the routine to have maths and English classes mm-hmm. on a Saturday or after school. But I think it's something which is inculcated into the syllabus right now. Okay. Uh, which I think is important because when I went back to school in grade 10, obviously you're starting to choose your subjects. Mm. So you're going to do science, bio, business studies, uh, economics. You know, that's when you basically start choosing your subjects for your career path. Sure. And um, I can tell you, Alhamdulillah, I always say to parents, don't worry about school because I believe that if you can do Quran, you can do anything. Absolutely. You know? Uh, I I don't I haven't uh, you know I'm I'm still doing law and I, I don't think I've I've come across something in law which was more challenging than Quran subhanallah mm. so I don't I don't believe that any hafiz will uh, struggle in terms of the school subjects mm-hmm. although I did struggle a bit on uh, on maths, okay. You know, I found it a bit difficult because I had a gap of grade eight and nine, mm, like the foundation you know, to so, high school. So my foundation of of high school maths was kind of lacking. But mm-hmm. Alhamdulillah, I still managed to to make it. You know, and and get into varsity. Right. So uh, I always say, if you if you've done your Quran, you've done. I don't think that there's anything which can uh, throw you down. Wonderful, wonderful indeed. Uh, what were some of the challenges you faced whilst learning the Qur'an? Sure. I think um, <laughs> that's an interesting question. <laughs> mm. uh, one of the challenges, I think the first challenge would be Qur'an itself. Okay. Because, uh, you know, Qur'an is something which... Um, Apart from from just, uh, you know, tiring your brain, mm-hmm. it's, it has an, a spiritual impact on you as well. Mm. I, I think it makes you, well, these were experiences which I had. Sure. Um, you know, it, it can drain you, it can make you tired, because I believe it's something heavy. Mm. It's Kalamullah.
0: Definitely. It's
1: not something light. It's not like reading a usual storybook like Harry Potter or something like that, mm-hmm. because it's Kalamullah, so these words have weight. They have um, spirituality in them Uh, Every harf Mm. that you recite has an effect If you are rewarded for it For every harf that you recite Mm -hmm. It must have some sort of effect on you Absolutely Some of the things which I've personally experienced You can even start feeling hungry You Mm. can start feeling tired And I think uh, also shaytan plays with you a lot (laughs) Definitely Mm -hmm. Um, Especially when, when, when you need to learn your work and then it's like, okay, do it later, mm. and then you think to yourself, okay, but fortunately for us, we had a strict routine at Germany, so there was no doing it later. Mm. You know, that was our recital time, and, and that was it, Okay. Uh, which helped us along the way. Um, in terms of challenges, I was obviously away from home, mm. out of my comfort zone, missing home, right. missing my mom, missing my dad. Uh, I think that was also one of the big challenges which I had to deal with. Mm -hmm. Uh, But alhamdulillah, I think with the du'as of my parents, my ustads, and the encouragement that they gave me Mm -hmm. along the way, uh, it made things easier for me. Alhamdulillah. Why did you decide
0: not to go back to Johannesburg once you completed? So I decided to go to
1: Oracle because um, I thought it would be an easier route. Mm. Um, in terms of jumping my grades okay. Because in Johannesburg a lot of the Muslim schools are far apart mm. So it might not have been very convenient for me to go back there and do the schooling there So I already spoken to the principal, Mr. Gangrika And uh, he interviewed me and he opened his two arms and took me in Alhamdulillah. He said, uh, you know, he's with me and uh, so that so that was the reason And I was actually supposed to return to Johannesburg Okay After my grade 10 And then I just ended up finishing my schooling here mm. And uh, I applied to universities during my matric And I got accepted in Johannesburg as well Okay um, And your
0: family was still back down uh, my,
1: my family are still there Okay, alright And uh, alhamdulillah, you know Wa makar wa makar Allah
2: Mm.
1: You know, we can plan and Allah is the best of plans. Absolutely
0: I think whoever intends to make Cape Town The home never leaves No that's, uh, true. that's true Ask me I've been here for some years too And oh. somehow I still find myself here Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah It's a beautiful Lots of blessings and barakah In the mother city As it is the mother city After all indeed So Alhamdulillah I mean going through school You know some of the challenges With maths And a um, few other subjects But it's, it had been a good time You know Completing Most your definitely.
1: matric Why law? I think law was something which um, which uh, always appealed to me from a young age. Okay, uh, it was something which interested me uh, personally. I couldn't see myself basically doing engineering or accounting or something like that, mm. or medicine. It didn't really interest me. Okay, um, law was something which interested me, and I think my father also had a big role to play in that. Hmm. Uh, because he always encouraged me to, you know, to go into that field
0: Okay, uh, wonderful So
1: I think that was uh, probably, he was probably the bigger reason why I ended up doing learn Alhamdulillah, I'm grateful I did because it's something which interests me
0: Wonderful, mashallah Interests you from a young age uh, Always, well, I don't know if Judge Judy was the real thing back then <laughs> <laughs> but well, now we're case, watching suits. <laughs> uh, well, we have upgraded. I, I would imagine we have upgraded. We've come through the times of, you know, etv and beyond, and I think uh, with modern day comes a bit more interesting, interesting things out there on the market. But let's head to the marketplace, inshallah. We'll resume shortly thereafter, ninety one point
2: three FM. <laughs>
0: Welcome back, respected listeners. My name is Muhammad Sheikh. It's just gone 42 minutes past the hour of eight in the PM on this beautiful 21st of the Qada. 1439 Not too long in just under 10 days inshallah the month of Hajj ensuing and uh, lots of close family colleagues friends dear ones loved ones are all there in the blessed lands makes us so jealous but at the same time so happy for them may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept the Hajj and may he make them make dua for us whilst they are there in the holy lands uh, this evening on Al-Qur'a, Quran we're speaking to Hafiz Yusuf Khan uh, current, uh, finally a law student at the University of the Western Cape, and uh, ultimately also uh, doing lots of other things, graduate of the Medina Institute, leading Salat al Taraweeh, al Quds for a number of years, and recital of Qira'a, Qasidas, etc. Uh, nationally and internationally so here yeah, uh shukran for being part of our program inshallah and shukran for tuning in as always it's a pr- privilege and a pleasure to be in your company now um back to half with yusuf um you know into the field of law i think one of the things that i you know that i find it um challenging uh shaitan is always there to blame without doubt I mean we can always say but, uh, you know but you know we also have to take stock of ourselves and w- one of the things that I find very difficult is to try and juggle everything we have to do studying working um, you know keeping our salas in check keeping our Quran in check and the question that I have for you is um, how do you keep it going how do you keep it juggling
1: Look, I think what's important is the company you keep Mm. and, uh, you know, the understanding that you have with your family Mm -hmm. and your friends and those around you. So I think firstly, that plays a big role in terms of helping you, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, juggle things around. Um, My dad's always been strict. Okay. Uh, with me up till today, I mean, he always asked me, "Did you recite your Quran? Mm. Uh, when last have you recited? You know, stuff like that." So, um, I think things like that help you along the way uh, when you when you uh, begin to swerve off track mm-hmm. at any time. Um, you know, although my my parents are although they you know quite far away, I mm-hmm. mean, you know, we speak every day, and alhamdulillah they uh, they've never stopped guiding me. Mm, you know, wonderful, Mashallah, and and uh, you know it's something that we value. Uh, you know, Allah okay. raised their rank as well. I mean, I mean, um, and I think uh, that has helped me in terms of uh, you know who you are, mm-hmm. your upbringing, which was I mean like like you I said, and our listeners all know that I moved at an early age, but I think my upbringing was uh, quite solid, and I have my parents to thank for that mm-hmm. because you know y- although you on your own, you're away from home. You remember your roots, mm. you remember where you're from, and uh, your family. Mm-hmm. So I think all all those things, um, you know, your upbringing, the company you keep, alhamdulillah, I've been blessed to be in the company of uh, many of our mashayikh in and around Cape Town, including mm-hmm. our international guests that we get um, in Cape Town as well. And alhamdulillah I've built up a personal relationship with many of them Alhamdulillah uh, So I think uh, things like that And then obviously being a reciter uh, Be it of Quran or qasaid and naad, um, You know, your diary is always full Yes, yes be, um, People constantly calling you to recite Be it a janaza, be it a wedding You know, a name giving, whatever it is um, We have our weekly dikrs as well um, at Majil Al-Quds every Thursday after Isha. Uh, so th- those are things which, you know, I think, pull you back in line whenever, whenever you mm, tend to swerve.
0: Absolutely. It's the company and the things that you do that helps keep you straight, on the straight, Salatul Al-Mustaqeem. I think uh, nowadays it's so challenging. You, it, you don't even have to look for things to Slip you away. I mean, it's in your path already. It's like of you're course. walking on that banana peel, and you know you don't know when you're gonna slip. But you're walking steadily on the banana peel and trying to get to a good destination. the Akhirah inshallah. Amen. What advice can you share with uh, up-and-coming hafaz Qurra, people that want to learn Quran?
1: Firstly, I don't think I'm in a position to give others advice mm. in terms of Quran because uh, we all lack here and there. But If I were asked to give any advice, I would Mm -hmm. say to those who are studying Quran, Mm -hmm. it can be really challenging. I know of people who have come, like, literally five Ajazah until they completed and they gave up. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it happens, it does happen, um, sadly. Mm -hmm. But don't give up. I know sometimes it feels like, you know, a never-ending tunnel. Mm. but. Believe me, Allah will give you the light at the end.
0: Inshallah. You know,
1: and and each one does it within their own time. So mm-hmm. don't be discouraged. There's many people who take much longer. Mm-hmm. Some people do the hifz in one and two years. Mm. Some others take five, six, seven years. Others take even longer. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's something that that should discourage one from learning Quran. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we hear of uh, um, 80 year olds and 82 year olds in the news. Overseas which have, um, you know, memorized Qur'an at that age. Mm -hmm. That's because they never gave up Masha'Allah. So I think to those learning Qur'an uh, Don't give up Mm -hmm. and you will see the light and and believe me you at the end When you when you finally complete it will be a Feeling that you would be willing to do everything over again just to get again
0: SubhanAllah.
1: So uh, and then to those who have completed including myself, Mm -hmm. Now I think it's important that we we sit with our Quran and uh, Inshallah, may Allah give us the strength every day that we can, you know, know our Quran well and beyond knowing our Quran that we can actually practice upon it uh, like a true hafiz mm-hmm. you know, Many people ask me, um, you know, at public gatherings, um, many people ask me, "Are you hafiz? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I know what they're asking me. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I say to them, no. Mm. And sometimes I just smile. Even though I I, I know that they're not being technical. Mm-hmm. They just want to know, have you basically learned the Quran? But I believe that being a hafidh is more than just memorizing. It's, you know, being able to practice upon it properly. Mm. Absolutely. So um, I believe that it's it's really a title which... Which is not easy to claim
0: No, 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 definitely It's Like uh, you
1: said in today's time mm, It's something that It sits heavy on the shoulders
0: Just as heavy as it is learning the Quran It's even heavier keeping it into your chest Until the time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Takes you from this world um, For now, inshallah, let's head uh, to the marketplace And uh, we'll come back in a f- jiffy uh, With the recital of hafiz Yusuf Khan Keep it locked <laughs> Respected listeners, in our final segment of Qurrahul Quran this evening with myself, Muhammad Sheikh and Hafiz Yusuf Khan with us in studio, inshallah. Uh, we will kindly ask of him to recite for us a few verses of Quran until we wind down from Qurrahul Quran this evening, and uh, inshallah he will be reciting at the pace and uh, a surah of his own choosing from the verses of Kalamullah Azza wa Jal.
1: الشمس والقمر بحسبان والنجم والشجر يسجدان والسماء رفعها ووضع الميزان الا تطغوا في الميزان واقيموا الوزن بالقسط ولا تخسروا الميزان وَالْأَرْضَ وَضَعَهَا لِلْأَنَامِ فِيهَا فَكِهَةٌ وَالنَّخْلُ ذَاتُ الْأَكْمَامِ وَالْحَبُّ ذُو الْعَصْفِ وَالرَّيْحَانِ فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ خلق الإنسان من صلصال كالفخار، وخلق الجان من مارج من نار، فبأي آل يا رب المشرقين ورب المغربين فباي الاء ربكما تكذبان مرج البحرين يلتقيان بينهما برزخ لا يبغيان فبأي آل ربك ما تكذبان يخرج منهم اللؤلؤ والمرجان فبأي آل ربك تكذبان وله الجوار المشاة في البحر كالأعلام فبأي آلٍ ربكما تكذبان كل من عليها فان ويبقى وجه ربك ذو الجلال والإكرام فبأي ربكما تكذبان يَسْأَلُهُ مَنْ فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ كُلَّ يَوْمٍ هُوَ فِي شَأْنٍ فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ سَنَفْرُغُ لَكُم أَيُّهَا الثَّقَلَانِ فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ you عليكُما still من نارٍ ونُحاسٌ فلا تنتصِران فبأي آلاء man, a man, فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان فيومئذ لا يسأل عن انس ولا يعرف المجرمون a فيؤخذ بالنواصي والأقدام فبأي آلاء رَبِّكُمَا person, you are a good person, المُجرمون يَطُوفُونَ a وَبَينَ person, آن فبأي what ربكما تكذبان ولمن خاف مقام ربه And فبأي those ربكما are afraid of the place of فيهما their eyes, فبأي آل So ما any means of your Lord, they are angry In their متكئين على فرش بطائنها من استبرق وجن الجنتين دان فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان فِيهِنَّ قَاصِرَاتُ الطَّرْفِ لَمْ يَطْمِثْهُنَّ إِنْسٌ قَبْلَهُمْ وَلَا جَانّ فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ كَأَنَّهُنَّ الْيَاقُوتُ وَالْمَرْجَانُ فَبِأَيِّ آلَاءِ رَبِّكُمَا تُكَذِّبَانِ Hell, Jazah, the first one is the first one, and the second one is the مدها متان فبأي آل ربك تكذبان فيهما عينان الضاقتان فبأي آل ربك تكذبان فيهما فاكهة ونخل ورمان فبأي what do you mean by any means of your Lord? There are in them لم me tell قبلهم ولا جان، فبأي آلَاءِ you تكذبان متكئين على رفرف خُضْرُِ وعبقرين حسان، فبأي آلَاءِ you تكذبان؟ Ayah number 33 of
0: Surah Rahman O oh company of mankind and jinn If you think it's possible to pass beyond this and scour the surfaces of every corner of this world فنفذو, then think again it's not your ability you'll be able to do so. You will never be able to pass through the terrains of this world except with the majesty and a, and, and permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the fancy comfort of flights and airplanes and buses, which of the favors of your Lord can you deny? But that's how we conclude and wrap up our program this evening. Uh, and uh, shukran to Hafiz Yusuf Khan for taking the time out and being part of the program. Inshallah, may Allah bless you. You. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow you to continue in the straight of Qur'an for uh, many years to come. The service of Qur'an allow you to achieve all that you want for yourself, uh, your goals, your ambitions, your programs, your career. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keep Amen. you safe and steadfast on uh, on that uh, banana peel, not uh, not let you slip off in any way. And hopefully you become a lawyer, a hakim, not just for law, but for the uh, standing up in, in the face of truth for the Qur'an, inshallah. So Shukran so much to you. Uh, we have to head over Bhadarashad shukran for your wonderful uh uh, wonderful controls there behind the desk but the Rashad's request to translate uh, the Ayah of the Quran ayah number 33 ya ma'ashar al-jinni wal um, from Asaf Muhammad Sheikh it's been a pleasure being with you this evening inshallah wonderful programming until tomorrow morning 7 to 9 a.m. where I'll be again in your company Allah willing uh, have a beautiful splendid evening inshallah share some love some warmth, some sisters with your neighbors and at the same time uh, keep it keep it healthy keep it wise keep it fun keep it halal until I I see you inshallah in the morning uh, from myself again, Muhammad Shaykh Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.